Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, The Wellness Way, where we talk all things holistic nutrition, integrative wellness, mindset cultivation, spirituality, merging spirituality and science, because let's be honest, they're the same thing. And all of those juicy little details that I know you are here for. It has honestly been the most spectacular week. So many confirmations from the universe that I'm in the right place, so many instances of divine timing, and honestly, an overwhelming amount of connection in the best way possible. I'm really starting to feel integrated into the community I'm living in. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes or you know me personally, you know that I moved to a much smaller city than where I came from, and that was a really challenging transition for me at first, met with a lot of resistance. If you've moved cities ever, you know that that in itself is a lot, but I I just wasn't really feeling called to this city or I what it was it's weird because I was in some ways and that's why I just kind of trusted that it was the right move but in other ways I was just doing it because um, my partner got a job here and that was you know the job security was what brought us here. Um, Which is a totally valid reason to move somewhere, by the way. My city hosted an event called On the Table, which essentially was a collection of smaller events hosted by various organizations to discuss topics surrounding community development and just bettering our community in general. I went to one called um, Breaking the Stigma of Trauma by Resilient Middle Georgia. I went to one called The Changing Face of Entrepreneurship. And actually from that was invited to another event with um, a little record store here. And the owners told their story of their growth. I'm just really excited because, well, I I live in Macon. And if you, most of you probably don't know where that is. But if you live in Georgia, I'm sure you do. And it is truly an up and coming city. It is, it's really in this beautiful period of transformation and growth. And a lot of members of the community are feeling that. And it's really exciting to be a part of that and to see how much potential there is for me here as an entrepreneur and feel empowered by that instead of restricted by the fact that it is a smaller city and I'm not in some place like New York or even Atlanta and that was really hard for me at first but I think it's exciting because I can I can bring life to this space in a way that I might not be able to as profoundly in one of those bigger cities. I've also been making connections at my local coffee shop. I just started working a few shifts a month there which is really exciting. It's just another way for me to expand my web and really ingrain myself into the community here. I also have this beautiful friend that I've been hanging out with for a while who I met in my ceramics class and we spent a lot of this weekend together 
And last night I had her over for dinner. I made a really, really stinking good turmeric chicken curry with some cabbage on the side. I'm actually eating some leftovers of that right now. I just just warmed it up on the stove. So that was lovely. Also, it's spring, you guys. And if nothing else, if there's nothing else in your life that you can be joyful about, be joyful about the warmer weather. I just filled my apartment with flower bouquets that I arranged myself. Well, really only one of them is an actual arrangement that I put a lot of thought and effort into. But um, this might be a new side hustle, hobby, passion of mine. We'll see because I absolutely fell in love and really with the ceramics and interested in getting into hand building because um, I just don't have an opportunity to really spin on the wheel right now, which is fine because there are other alternatives and being resource- resourceful is a really valuable skill, especially this day and age. Enough of me spilling the tea for today. That is actually the perfect segue into the topic of today's episode, which is the first of a multi-part series on honoring our cycles and how this is going to maximize our efficiency and propel us towards success. Because when we honor our cycles, we are literally resonating with our most aligned self. So today, I want to talk about resourcefulness of our time because that is the one of the most fundamental ways we can be resourceful, right? Learning how to prioritize, learning how to listen to what our bodies need. And some days that's going to look like activation and energy and momentum movement forward but other days that's going to look like slowing down and going within that peace and stillness that a lot of us need a little bit more of in our lives this concept of honoring our cycles really is the foundation of where the name the wellness wave the title of this podcast stems from If you didn't know, I have a background in music. I also was a really big math and science girl when I was younger. I loved chemistry. I loved physics. And throughout my whole life, I always have noticed how everything is cyclical. I remember before this was even a big topic of conversation, like before I even was on the internet, I noticed these things. Everything in nature acts as a cycle or as a wave. And, you know, a wave simply is a cycle of particles moving in a certain pattern, whether it's a light wave, a sound wave. We can see it when we look at ripples in water. We can see it in literally all areas of nature. Again, think about You can see ripples in the water, but you can also see the waves of the ocean. You see the moon moving in a cycle around our earth. Atoms and electrons have the cyclical nature, electrons moving around a nucleus. Um, And, you know, that's a whole other topic because we could go into the observer electron effect and all of that jazz, but maybe that'll be a future episode. We can look at our solar system, how planets move around the sun. We can look at the galaxy and how galaxies spin. We can look at growth patterns on trees. The, The branches, they go upwards in kind of a Fibonacci spiral kind of way. This is inspiring me to do an episode specifically on on tying together um, the Fibonacci spiral. That's like a big – I actually have a tattoo of that on my arm. So that's going to be something that we talk about, the golden mean. If you're not familiar with this, just stay tuned. We're going to talk all about it later on. Um, These rhythms or cyclical patterns can additionally additionally be seen 
in the body with our brain waves, our heart rate variability, our breathing patterns, and so much more. And plants even do the same thing. Have you seen one of those time-lapse videos of a flower opening and closing throughout the day? I think those are some of the most beautiful and calming visuals to look at. I sometimes will get those reels on my Instagram. Um, you know, there are predictable patterns of performance in all living beings. And by tapping into and really embracing these cycles, we can truly begin to thrive. When we honor them, they just get bigger and take up more space and they make themselves very known, very prominent. And that takes away a lot of confusion. It it um, imprints us into the world in a much more engaging and effective way um, to where we really feel like we are aligned, we are in the right space. I mean, that that word aligned, I feel like can be, it's used a lot, right? It's kind of a buzzword today, alignment, aligned. But it really is just so powerful. And I wish I had visuals to give you guys right now because I'm seeing a lot of things in my head that, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe in simple words. Anyways, I could keep talking about this, but I'm just going to be keep rambling. Um, but take a look at spring, for example. We are right at the beginning of this beautifully transformative period where everything is growing, everything is turning green, all the flowers are starting to come in. We see the different flowers bloom at different points in the year. We're getting our vegetable gardens ready. Some of us are. I, I know I'm growing my seeds right now. I'm really excited about it. But all of this growth, all of this beauty, all of this transformation, it could not happen if we didn't come from a place of of death, of cold, of darkness, of the shorter days, the animals going into hibernation. We kind of go into hibernation in a way, or at least we should. We should honor the seasonal cycles a little bit more. And um, that's that's going to be a future episode. We're going to talk a lot more about that. But again, like I said, this will be a multi-part series. So we're going to talk more about the seasonal cycles in addition to menstrual cycles. If you've listened to my podcast, you'll know that I've been cycle syncing and I'm really excited to share some of my findings and experiences with you guys because I feel like it's been pretty consistent for me now, especially in terms of movement and the kind of action that I take at different points of my cycle. We'll also talk about circadian rhythms and we'll go a little bit more into the micro scale of things, talking about breath work and digestion and a lymphatic system. But today, what I want to talk about is actually a relatively new concept to me that I learned about through the coaching program that I'm in called um, Integrate, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And that is our ultradian rhythms. So these are the hourly cycles that we operate on. They are the mini circadian rhythms. They're, you know, they go up, you go up and down, you go up and down, those ebbs and flows. It's literally the wellness wave. We can also view them as stress cycles because stress rises in the body over time, depending on what we're doing. We have to do something to assist in the metabolizing of those hormones and neurotransmitters, and then we close the cycle. However, a lot of us kind of fail to close those cycles, right? What you do during your rest periods and how you close the cycle is going to be incredibly bio-individual. It's going to vary from person to person, but we all have them 
And it's important that we pay attention to them and we take those breaks when our body is telling us that we need to. I'm absolutely sure you've experienced this where you're working and you're working, you're working, and then you start to feel the kind of fogginess, the drowsiness. Maybe you get hungry, maybe you have to go to the bathroom, you start to kind of fizzle out, you get sleepy, and that is simply your body going through this ultradian rhythm and going into the kind of downswing of that. Our bodies produce this metabolic waste, um, you know, these neurosynaptic snippets of tasks that maybe we never completed um, or tasks that simply our mind never completed. Again, we never close that circle and our body has to flush out these chemical byproducts of hormones such as adrenaline and, and cortisol. And this shows up as us feeling overwhelmed, as we're feeling stressed, a little restless, a little you know, X, Y, Z, however it is that you experience stress. And this is a sign that our body is asking us and begging us for a break because it needs time to rest and to do these little micro repairs so that we can get back to our baseline and move forward into the day with more creativity and greater productivity. And this is absolutely something that is not discussed enough, but there are plenty of organizations who are deeply looking into this research, such as the military and airplane, the air, the air, um, the airplane industry, I guess. <laughs> they need to know how long people can do certain tasks before they start to, pardon my French, but they start to fuck up. They start to make mistakes and have accidents because obviously in these fields, People have to do things that could potentially put people's lives in danger, whether it's flying a plane or going onto the front lines. And so when it really counts, they obviously don't want people doing more than 90 minutes of work at a time. Otherwise, they're going to start getting distracted. They're going to start um, losing that momentum, right? So in order to get in sync with our ultradian rhythms, we need to be able to first notice when our body is asking us for an ultradian rhythm break. Most obviously, you are going to notice that feeling of tired, heavy eyes, fatigue, brain fog. You're going to feel yourself zoning out and getting distracted more easily. You might be staring at the screen, staring at the document, but your mind is actually far, far away in another galaxy. You may notice hunger cravings or thirst cravings, just this need for food or hydration. Carbs, cravings, carb cravings in particular are a sign that your body wants a break because it's feeling that energy depletion and carbs, you know, as you probably know, are the quickest way to get energy into your body. You may also have to go to the bathroom, have an urge to urinate. But a lot of the times we negotiate with ourselves and we say like, oh, you know, I've got to finish this task before I can get up and go to the bathroom. But that's actually very not healthy. And you need to eliminate when your body tells you to go, holding your urine, um, ignoring that urge. Not only is it going to prevent you from that ultradian rhythm break, but it could even lead to pelvic floor dysfunction issues and all sorts of biomechanical problems, which we don't want. Fidgeting is another example of how you may respond to an ultradian rhythm dip. Um, I mean, there's literally an entire industry dedicated to providing fidget spinners and other kind of grounding techniques 
such as grounding blankets or, you know, whatever it may be, because we have failed to give ourselves permission to take breaks and rest. So we feel like the answer is to replace that with something we can can mess with in our hands, right? And now I'm not saying that those are always – that's always the case. It's always ineffective because there are people who are just kind of constantly restless. And um, I would argue that that they need to uh, to do some lifestyle changes, but I'm not – a not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose anybody, right? So obviously, if you're having challenges focusing and it's like really pervading, even when you do take breaks, then I don't know. Let's talk. Here's my card. <laughs> we perfect. Oh my gosh. We may perform or start doing other kind of self-soothing or even self-mutilating habits such as scratching. We may feel our skin get itchy pulling our hair, running our hands through our hair, feeling like we've got to be moving or doing something, touching our face, picking at our skin. It just shows that our body is running out of fumes, running out of fuels. Fumes is not right. Fuels. It is on fumes. It's running out of fuels. Is that right? Anyways. And then finally, just feeling ourselves getting annoyed and irritated more easily. Like that the partner who you work at home with doesn't normally bother you, but when they ask you what your dinner plans are, it makes you want to rip your hair out. Or the coworker who you normally get along with really well is really grinding your gears in this particular moment in time. So what happens if we don't listen to these cues that our bodies need a break? What happens if we don't take the break? So when people go without these breaks, they actually end up in a terrible mood, as you could imagine, all the time. And it leads them to believing that it's just their personality or that something's wrong with them. We might see it show up as a psychiatric disorder. They might be misdiagnosed, but really they've just been burning themselves out over and over again. We frequently will use, as I mentioned earlier, bargaining tools, telling ourselves that we can take a break once we finish this, but for now we must keep going. We become zombies. We're forcing ourselves to work through times when we really need to be stepping away and taking a break. You'll have this upward, up and down pattern still, but it's going to move in a direction that is not sustainable and not suitable. I'm sure you've experienced coming home at the end of a long day and feeling absolutely exhausted. All you want to do is sit down on the couch, watch TV, maybe crack, crack open a, a beer. And feeling this day at the end of a workday, isn't ideal for a lot of us because many of us want to come home and we want to spend time with family. We want to cook a lovely home-cooked meal that takes time and effort. We want to maybe work on our side projects and our hobbies that we're passionate about. Maybe we want to exercise depending on what your schedule looks like. But we come home, we feel burnt out, all we want to do is be a vegetable, and then we beat ourselves up about it because we're like, oh, we're so lazy. Why can't I just get stuff done? And that's the result of missing all of our breaks throughout the day. And sometimes we take the breaks and we still feel tired at the end of the day, but we can know we put our best foot forward. We can feel a little bit less harsh on ourselves. You know, we're, we're giving ourselves that kindness. But if you're not taking the breaks throughout the day, your workday isn't going to look as productive, surprisingly. 
your productivity is actually going to decline with each missed break. So even though you're physically present, you're not going to have as much creative value and insight to offer. Again, like the creativity diminishes. So regardless of what field you're in, whether you consider yourself a quote unquote creative or not, you're likely having to make decisions and and strategize creative solutions to problems. Um, like even if you're in a job where you think that's not the case, I'm sure that there are instances where your creativity comes in handy, like a service job, for example. I mean, even just like having conversations with people, you become less sociable. You you don't feel like engaging, right? And that's because your body isn't getting the time to do this filtration and repair So what happens is you develop inflammatory responses. You may feel tired. You may feel chronic pain creeping through. You might feel itchy. In all of these cases, in inflammation in general, you're just more reactive. So maybe you'll get angry. Um, As I mentioned earlier, the error rates are going to increase. Those accidents and injury rates are going to rise. And the net effect is you feel hard on yourself and you feel weak and unproductive and frustrated and angry with your lack of feeling good about where you're at, I guess would be the simplest way to say that. So it might seem a little bit counterintuitive, but once you start to really understand what honoring our cycles can do for your efficiency and productivity – you'll be amazed at how much better you feel in every single moment of your day. When we do honor these cycles and take breaks, some really cool things start to happen in the body. This body-mind regulation takes place where your thoughts and all of the events that have happened to you in the previous 90 minutes or so can be sorted and You can create more creative connections because when you're getting all of this sensory information, it comes into your brain unfiltered, it's completely disorganized, and your brain has to do the job of of filtering it and putting it into boxes and making those connections so that things just make sense. The cells are doing really important repair work. So you know that your body is obviously doing a lot of repair while while you sleep, so these breaks are like miniature sleeps. Like even if you're not taking a nap, taking the break and stepping away and giving yourself that that mental and physical space allows your your tissues to do like little micro repairs. And your ATP, the adenosine triphosphate, which is produced in the mitochondria um, and is responsible for practically all energy in the body, gets reproduced. Your blood sugar also restabilizes when you take a break like this. Um, Like I have mentioned a few times now, sometimes when you need a break, you may feel hungry or have that craving for carbs. And that's a sign that your blood sugar is off balance. So taking those breaks can be really helpful for people who maybe have insulin resistance or are pre-diabetic or already have diabetes. It's really, really essential that you do these things 
for your health and longevity, not just for your productivity. I mean, they're all so interconnected, right? We can't really have one without the other in in all honesty. Additionally, it's really crucial for the immune system because if you're not taking these breaks throughout the day, you can run your system into the ground or you can cause your immune system to kind of overreact, which is what we see in autoimmunity. I mean, think about when you get into that second wind state and you kind of get almost manic because you haven't had the sleep you need and then you're like, ah, spazzing out. That's kind of what happens to the immune system in a way. Obviously, that's a very simplified explanation. It's a bit more complicated than that. And obviously, if you know anything about autoimmunity, you know that there are a lot of kind of blinks that no one seems to really be able to decide on in terms of like what actually is happening. And there are so many different factors involved. Um, It's something I've been really interested in actually. Um, Yeah, like a lot of different theories. I have my thoughts and maybe at some point we can do an episode on that. All of this to say, it's pretty clear how important it is to honor these ultradian rhythms, these ultradian cycles that occur within a day. If you truly don't have time to take a break, there are things that you can do to still honor these to an extent. This may look like shifting your environment, going to a new work area, even just moving from indoors to outdoors, going to work at a coffee shop, moving from your couch to your desk, maybe standing up if you have a standing desk, moving around in the office, going to to take a you know a couple minutes to talk to a coworker about about a problem you're having, you know, create an excuse for yourself. You can also get out and take a walk around the block if you have Again, if you have no time for breaks but you have a meeting scheduled, it could be really great to get up and walk around and do your meeting on the phone while, while you're just moving, especially if you don't have to take notes or anything. But something that could also be really helpful is getting some sort of recording, um, a way to record the conversation on your phone so that you can listen back to it later. Um, or even just take notes on your phone while you're walking. There are lots of ways you can get creative here. And getting exposed to sunlight and to nature has been shown to be very, very helpful for relieving the stress that builds up in the body, helping to keep us grounded. Activity is really beneficial too. We want to keep it mild to moderate because obviously doing anything high intensity, if you're not in, you know, if you're not like a gym rat who goes and works out three hours a day, then it's going to stress your body out to do anything like more high intensity. So walking is great. Dynamic stretching is great. Just get up and go walk to get a drink of water. That's a super productive way to spend a break, especially if you don't have a lot of time um, or or during those like mid-morning or mid-afternoon breaks. Because, you know, most of us, I think, take lunch. Well, I say that, but I think a lot of people kind of don't really take a lunch. They kind of eat at their desk or or work through their lunch break, which I would not recommend. Not healthy. Um, but if you do take a lunch break already and you're not taking those mid-morning, mid-afternoon breaks, recommend to do that for sure. If you're an extrovert, getting some sort of connection, interaction in can help um, kind of shift where your mind's at and and relieve, you know, it's kind of like a co-regulation situation. 
Whereas on the other hand, introverts may benefit more from periods of isolation and solitude. So just moving away from where all of the crowds are, where, away from where all the people are. Just even if you're like at a, in, you know, an office, a corporate office space and you feel like you can't get away from people, just go sit in the bathroom for a few minutes. Like there's no shame in it, especially if no one else needs to go or if it's just like a, you know, a stall in a bigger bathroom. Obviously, there are plenty of self-care rituals a lot of us have developed, possibly naturally, but it's really good to step away and do them intentionally instead of just kind of setting them at, at our, while we're at our desk, like a self-massage or myofascial release work. Um, you can just do it on yourself. But like I said, actually stepping away from the computer to do it instead of just doing it while you're at the, the computer. I mean, we could talk about breath work, meditation, visualization. If you have a good like 10, 15 minutes you can dedicate to that, That's that would be amazing. Go splash some cold water on your face. That helps to stimulate the vagus nerve and promote calm, release some, some of that stress, move from a sympathetic state to a parasympathetic rest and digest state. Eat some protein. If you feel yourself craving food, um, you know, you could have a little bit of carbs, but I highly suggest getting some protein with it because protein is the building blocks of life, right? When you start doing this and honoring these cycles throughout your day, you're going to notice such a massive difference in your energy levels, in your self-worth, in the kindness you give to yourself, how you how you feel about yourself. It really is so impactful and you're productivity levels when you are taking action and moving forward and trying to be efficient and get stuff done, it's more effective to take these breaks than to just, you know, push through and burn yourself into the ground. I'm sure listening to this podcast episode has been, in a way, a break for you, an Altradian rhythm rest However, if it hasn't been, then I really encourage you after you finish this episode to put your phone down, take a few moments to yourself, even if it's just 60 seconds, to just do some deep breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Um, As I mentioned, we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to breath work because I think it is about that time. I don't think I know we're getting to that point in this podcast episode where it's like, okay, Come on, Sarah, we talk about breath work all the time. Let's dedicate an episode to it because there's a lot of research there and there's a lot of science, a lot of seriously fascinating stuff. And there's so many different breath work techniques depending on what effect you're trying to achieve. So I want to explore that more for my own research purposes and also to give you some ideas for how you can feel better in your body, about your body, with your body, all those good things. Well, that about wraps up what I have to offer you today on Altradian Rhythms. Highly encourage you to take a look at your habits right now and how you work through when when you know your body is wanting a break. And just become aware of it. That's really the first step is just become aware of how your body is responding to the different things that you subject it to and how your mind and spirit and all of that jazz are also acting in response to your activities. (sighs) Okay. 
Well, I'm going to finish eating this bowl of granola and milk cereal, basically, that I just made for myself because it's been quite a few hours since I started this episode. I've just been kind of like stepping away and coming back and stepping away and coming back. And there you go. There you have it. There are the alternating rhythms right there, taking breaks, coming back into it. I am very much so the kind of person that needs to spread work throughout the day and take good breaks in between my little blocks of focus. But with that, I'm going to leave you. I hope that you have a beautiful, magical, fantabulous rest of your week. And until next time, don't forget to create those waves, baby, and honor those waves. (laughs) Okay, bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.